Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful word that you've given us today, Lord. I pray, God, let anoint it to our hearts and God bless us and help us to get a hold of it. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and we thank you for healing everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. I want to preach on the subject, great faith. Great faith. You know, sight is one of our five senses, and our senses have a big influence over our emotions and our feelings. You know, what we see, because you see some things that you can't unsee, you wish you wouldn't have saw them, and they impact you. You hear things that you wish you wouldn't have heard, and they impact you, or you hear some things that you're so glad you heard it, and they impact you, for good or for bad. Amen. So, so sight is just another way of, of talking about our feelings, talking about, uh, you know, just looking at things uh, and, and, uh, and our environment and, and com- circumstances and so forth. And another way we can say this verse is, for we walk by faith and not by feelings. So it's very important that we never equate our feelings with God's ability to work in our life at any given time. Amen. Because what can happen is when we aren't feeling 100% or when we're not even feeling 50% or when we're, you know, whether that be a sickness in our body or whatever, we we cannot allow that to somehow that I'm not feeling good. So that means God's not feeling good. So I'll wait till I'm feeling better. Amen. So that God can do something in my life. Oh, no. Amen. We're not going to wait for anything. Praise God. Because God wants to do it right now. Praise God. Amen. So, for example, just because we're feeling down, just because we're feeling sick, just because we're feeling inadequate or weak, or just because we've had a bad situation that has become chronic, doesn't mean God will be any less powerful in our lives. Amen. In fact, I believe God wants to do something even more when we're going through things. He wants to help his children more because he's a very present help in trouble. Amen. It doesn't matter what we're going through. God's not hindered. So why is this? Because God's never down and he's never sick. And he's never inadequate. He's never weak. He never needs a vacation. He never needs a little break, a little time out. And like, hey, you know, I'm going to take the phone off. Like we used to say, we took the phone off the hook. You know, that's an old, that's how old I, uh, you know, dates me a little bit. Hey, you know, we're going to take the phone off the hook and it's going to be a busy signal. And we're going to have a little break and take a nap or something because the phone's ringing off the hook. Oh, no. Amen. You know, God never is worried uh, about any of that kind of stuff. He's right there. He's ready for us. And he doesn't want us to let our feelings and our sight and our and our senses, uh, amen, govern what he can do for us. Amen. 
He's always God. He's always good. He's always powerful. He's always present. He's always there. Amen. And he's ready. Praise God. We don't have to feel strong for God to be strong. We don't have to feel strong for God to be strong. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. I don't have to wait till I get stronger for God to be strong in my life. Amen. No, I got to call on him even from the, the lowest valley. Amen. I got to call on him even from my weakest point, even when I can't even lift a finger. Amen. God, amen. The finger of God will come and help me. Praise God. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. For In verse 10, he said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Amen. So even when we're weak, we can be strong with our faith. It, when our faith is in God's power and ability and not ours to come through in our time of need. Now, Jesus spoke about different kinds of faith in the Gospels, in his earthly ministry. And, and I want to uh, focus on two of the, uh, the things that he, types of faith he, focused, he talked about. One was great faith and one was little faith. Amen. And great faith and little faith have nothing to do with how much faith you have. Amen. It has nothing to do with the quantity of faith you have. It has more to do with what you have put your faith in. Amen. That's what determines great faith or little faith. And the key to understanding this principle is found in a question that Jesus asked his disciples in Luke 8, 25. He said unto them, where is your faith? Amen. Depending on if you have great faith or little faith depends on where you put your faith. Praise God. Amen. It'll determine great or little faith. Because when we put our focus on other things that, that hinder our ability to believe God to do great things in our lives, we will have little faith. We can't focus on those other things. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Amen. We got to focus on God. He is the answer. Amen. Jesus said, he said, I want to, I want to encourage your faith. He, he, he said in Matthew chapter six, he was talking about, uh, you know, that, you know, that God uh, feeds the sparrows uh, and he takes care of them. Uh, and he said, and he talked about the lilies of the field, how, how that he makes them beautiful and clothes them with beauty, beautiful petals and flowers and leaves and so forth. Amen. And he said, he goes, how much more is your father going to take care of you? Oh, ye of little faith. Amen. If he's taking care of the birds and he's taking care of the flowers, amen, don't you, amen, have one diminished amount of faith when it comes to his children. He'll take care of his children. He said, don't be of little faith. Focus on God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he goes, all these things that you're worried about, what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and where you're going to go and how much you're going to have, and God's going to take care of his people. Don't be of little faith. Be of great faith. Focus on God's ability to take care. Because my Bible said, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. 
by Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And then we find that all the guys were in the boat. Jesus was asleep in the boat, and they were going across the Sea of Galilee. A great storm came, and that boat was almost sinking. It was taking on more water than they could bail out. Jesus stayed asleep. Amen. And I believe he was just trying to test them to see what they would do. Amen. And they tried their best. They had their faith and their focus on everything else and their ability as fishermen. Amen. And, and, uh, and people that handled boats for a long time to try to figure this situation out. And on the last resort, they woke him up and said, hey, we're going down. Don't you care? We're dying here. And he said, oh, ye of little faith, peace be still. And he calmed the storm. Amen. Their fear was based on what they saw and what they experienced. And then that brought doubt and doubt brought, brought little faith. Amen. That storm causing them to come, bring on too much water. Amen. Their senses, their sight will walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. It's short-circuited and they got their focus and their faith on themselves instead of God. And folks, we cannot put our faith in ourselves. Amen. I don't care if you're at the top of your game. I don't care if you're Charles Atlas or if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger at his prime. I don't care if you're the smartest person in the world. Don't put your faith in yourself. Amen. Trust lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. Oh, let's have great faith. Great faith. Amen. And there's another time where Jesus said, you guys get in the boat and go across the other side. I'll, I'll meet you over there. And he stayed up in the, up at the top of the mountain. He was praying. Amen. And then after they were, you know, about the fourth watch of the night, so it was like well into the evening and late in the night. Uh, uh, amen. And uh, they, were on the sh they were on the sea. Praise God. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. And then Peter's like, hey, everybody's like, woo, look at that, Jesus. And Peter goes, can I come out there? And all those guys are going, no, 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 no. You know, they're probably trying to pull him back and stuff. No, I want to come out. Can I come out? He goes, come on out. He got over the side, and he had great faith. As long as he was looking right in the face of Jesus, and he's walking on the water right to Jesus. Everything was good because he had great faith. Why? He was focused on Jesus. But then he started thinking, wait a minute, uh, I'm not, this is uh, defying gravity. I, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. I never can do this. And he saw the wind start picking up and the waves are coming and crashing around. And then he got his eyes off Jesus and his great faith went to little faith and he began to sink. And he said, Jesus, save me. And then Jesus saved him. Amen. See, every once in a while, we ought to just try to get out of the boat, folks. Amen. We ought to just try to get out by faith and take a little risk for God every once in a while. And even if we fall on our face every once in a while, God will be there to pick us up. And they both walked back to the boat and got in the boat. Amen. But, but he told Peter, he said, oh, ye of little faith. Amen. You just got to keep focusing on me because the devil's going to try to get your attention off me. And when you do that, your faith goes down to little faith from great to little. It's not an amount. It's where it's focused. Amen. We all have faith. God gave everybody faith. Just pinpoint it. Amen. Pinpoint it on God. Oh, hallelujah. And then there was a time when all the apostles and the disciples, they were going to the other side and they, uh, 
realized that they had not brought bread, and they started like talking among themselves, oh, we don't have any bread. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? And Jesus said, what do you mean, what are we going to do? He said, didn't you see a few days ago when I fed 5,000 with the little boy's lunch? Uh-huh. And didn't you see a couple weeks before that where I fed a group of 4,000 with just a few little things as well, and I multiplied it because it's two different times he did that. And they said, yeah. He goes, why do you have little faith, oh, ye of little faith? Why are you talking about not having any bread and all worried about that? Amen. I am the bread of life. I'm right here with you. Focus yourself on me. Have great faith. Oh, praise God. Amen. That's enough of talking about little faith. Let's get over to the great faith again. Amen. So on the other hand, though, great faith does not allow feelings, emotions, or circumstances to get in the way of God being God in our lives. It's a firm belief in the knowledge that God's word is true and his power is steadfast and everlasting. Amen. And what is really amazing about this whole thing is that God wants all of us to have great faith. He wants all of us to have great faith. Well, I don't know if we can handle it. We have great faith. No, see, it's not an amount. It's not like, you know, like these faith healers or whatever that you hear about. You know, they go around and have a big stadium full of people and all that stuff. That's fine, whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about ordinary God's people. Amen. Just having faith in God. God did it before. He can do it again. He did it in the Word, and He's going to do it in real life, in my life. Amen. And I'm going to fight little faith. I'm going to fight doubt. I'm going to fight my feelings of looking at other things, and I'm going to stay focused on God, because if I, when I have great faith, God's going to move more often and more consistently in my life. Amen. You know, what's really amazing is that during the earthly ministry of Jesus, there are only two people that he said had great faith. And neither of them was an Israelite. Neither of them were Jewish. Amen. Because the Bible said, John 1.11, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Amen. He was sent to come to Israel. It, that's why he never really left the, co the coast uh, of Israel. He never left the, 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 you know, he went to Samaria one time. Amen. But he really never left, uh, amen, Galilee and Judea. He stayed right there because he was sent to his people. He was sent to the Jewish people. Matthew 10, 5. In fact, when he, when he commissioned his apostles and disciples and then he sent them out to go preach and heal the sick, in verse 10, verse 5, and Matthew said, These twelve Jesus sent forth. He commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, or into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, now freely give. He said, Don't go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the non-Jewish nations. Don't even go to the Samaritans. Amen. The half-Jews, half-Gentiles. Amen. Which was right next door. Don't go to Samaria. Amen. You stay. Because he said, I go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. One lady came to him and uh, was asking for help. 
And he said in Matthew 15, 24, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Amen. And so one day a Roman centurion, not a Jewish person, a Roman centurion came to him and said, Lord, my servant, one of my precious servants, and my dear and loyal servants lies sick of a palsy and he's near death. And I, I, you know, I, I just want you to come and heal him. And he said, I'll come right now. And he said, well, you know, I'm, I, he said, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. And because he knew he, he was a he was a Gentile guy and he knew the whole situation between the Jews and the Gentiles. He goes, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. He, and he said, he goes, just speak the word only. And my servant's going to be healed because I know who you are. I heard what you've been doing and what you say goes. And I understand that because I'm a centurion captain and I tell my guys, you go and they go. You jump, they say, how high? You do this and you do that. And they do it. And he said, amen. Matthew 8, verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. See, he wasn't an Israelite. He used the word great faith. I haven't found it in Israel. I came to Israel. I came to my people, but they're rejecting me. They, a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. They don't even realize it much. Amen. But these other people, these outsider people, they, they, they realize it. They understand. And he said in verse 13 to the man, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And the second person was a Canaanite woman who had a demon-possessed daughter back home that she couldn't do anything with, and it was a bad situation. And this woman came, and first she was talking to the disciples, and then she was asking, please help. I got a daughter at home, vexed with the devil. And the disciples finally, they, they were, they were, you know, they killed, hey, this Canaanite woman's like bugging us. And we, we, you know, they knew the program. Hey, there's no Samaritans, no Gentiles. It, it's the Jewish program right now. The church hasn't started, you know, and, and it's not changed the chapter yet. Amen. So they were kind of shunning her. And they finally said, Lord, tell her to leave us alone. And that's when he said, I already read it, I've come only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he just went about his business. And she said, Lord, I really need your help. And he answered her in Matthew 15, 26, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. So anyway, you look at that, it seemed a little insulting. You know, it was just a little, it, it wasn't a, a total insult. It was just, he was making the difference, difference uh, of the children and the non-children. Amen. The Jews and the Gentiles. Amen. Praise God. I mean, we love our dogs. I don't know about you, but, you know, he's a family member. 
So uh, he said, it's not right to take the children's bread because I've come to the children. I've come to the house of Israel. I've come to the lost sheep and throw it to the dog. And she said, and then she didn't just go, well, that's a, that's a ripoff. Call me a dog. I'm out of here. No, because he's about to tell her only the second person in the whole ministry of Jesus that she's having great faith. You don't get called great faith by Jesus by quitting the first time you get opposition to your situation. Amen. Amen. You keep going back. You don't give up. You keep after it. Praise. Great faith doesn't give up. Great faith focuses like a laser beam. Great faith says, my problem at home is more important than anything else. I don't care about my feelings. I came here to get an answer. I came here to get healing for my daughter. And after he said that to her, she said in verse 27, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And boy, do they eat it fast. You can't, if you drop something that you weren't even supposed to drop, that dog got it. And I don't care if you have your hand halfway down his throat, you, you're not even getting that thing. It's gone. It's gone. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, oh woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Her daughter was healed instantly. That means before she got home, she was healed. And when she got home, she probably found out, hey, when did you, when did you get healed? It was right about this time of... Oh, that was the time that she, he said, she's being healed right now. Oh, hallelujah. A Canaanite woman, a Roman centurion. Not, 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 he didn't say great faith to any of the lost sheep of Israel that we find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's why I'm telling you, folks. Amen. Hallelujah. If God would do it for anybody that wasn't even in the program, God will do it for his kids. We are spiritual Israel, the church. We are the children of God. We are the, the sheep of his pasture. We are the children at the table. God is touching us. Amen. Let's focus on his power to touch us. Great faith is trusting in God's power, God's ability, and God's miracles no matter what I see, what I hear, or what I feel. I know that we're not perfect, and I know sometimes we do get our eyes off of things because it's, it's hard because we, these things that are in us, like a sickness or a situation is right up in our face. And sometimes it seems like God, God's provision and whatever is far away. But don't let that bother you. Amen. Just try to, to get rid of that little faith and focus on getting great faith. Amen. To be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. And finally, would you stand with me? I'll read one more verse. Psalms 28, verse 7. Psalms 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. Amen. Praise God. I'm talking about great faith. And it's just where your faith is. Amen. Where's my faith? 
Let it be in God. Amen. Let it be in God. Let it be in God. So no matter what we're experiencing, let's do our best to trust in God's unchanging and unwavering power to work in our situation. For we walk by faith and not by sight. By great faith. By great faith. By great faith. Hallelujah. 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 Great faith. Great faith. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.